This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's than clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Swans Cast on uh, what has been another topsy turvy week for Swansea City, as always. Um, two matches to talk about this week, and we're also going to touch on a little bit of a kind of um, three quarters away through the season review, I guess. Russell Martin, what, been in the job seven, eight months now. So we're going to kind of analyze where we think he is and how the, the sort of style is coming along. And we are joined today. So I've got um, Lee with me, as always. Welcome back, Lee. Hello. And Sean's come for his uh, his debut appearance. So welcome, Sean. Thank you. Glad to be here. Um, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself a little bit more or tell everyone where, if you want to share your Twitter, you don't have to. But... Um, well, I don't post anything on Twitter. So <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> um, on OnlyFans, work... isn't it? Shh, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anyone. <laughs> so I work with Luke and Lee in Premark, uh, the golden era. It's like the golden years of the Swans, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Prime time. <laughs> and uh, well, I've been hoping to get on for a while, so I'm glad you asked me, Lee. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy to be here. It'll be uh, it'll be good. Yeah, that's where we all met. Um, back uh, probably like ten over ten years ago now, probably God, like twelve years ago. That's yeah. mad. That is. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So Sean's come to join us for the ride today. Um, how's your week been then, Lee? What have you been up to? Not much, to be honest. It's been quiet. Uh, Cheltenham last week. Enjoyed that. Got some winnings in. Actually, I was quite—I was up for the first time ever, I think, on the whole. Yeah, you were reluctant it. to get involved at the start until I gave you a bit of push. Yeah, and there was a lot of free bets, and I did—I uh, did quite well. And now uh, that's it, really. The sun's been out. How much is it? Your gardens are starting to open. Oh, I was up about 30, 40 quid, I think, over for the week off free bets. Oh, so I'll take that. I'm reluctant to put massive bets on. I wish I did though, because if I upped the stakes a bit, I would have been laughing. But uh, no, I'll take that. Because my betting record's horrific. <laughs> I've stopped. I'm terrible. I'm well, yeah, Cheltenham, I think I won about 90 quid. But um, Not bad. probably put on about 70 right. by opening several accounts to make get all, use of all the free bets. <laughs> so it was kind of like paying for itself as it went along, but ended up in profit at the end. But some near misses, some uh, big ones. But um, what could have been, eh? What could have been? <laughs> um. Yeah, Sean, what have you been up to lately then? Just uh, uh, not a lot. Um, work. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I've had so a we've had a couple of debates week. in the early part of the last couple of videos. First of all, it's what you order at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. What What would I order at McDonald's? Yeah. It's got to be Chicken Legend. Yeah. Same as Lee. Love a Chicken Legend. The other one was Doors or Wheels. Doors or Wheels. Yeah, how many more doors? He hasn't heard. I, I was in a year, it's been everywhere. Um, there's been something going around the internet, basically. Do you think there's more doors or more wheels in the whole world? What a random thing that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it came from. But... Wheels or doors? Doors? Ah, lucky Lee and lucky mate. That's that's fine. That's just an initial. It's definitely doors. Thing, yeah. <laughs> when did that start? Um, What's the first I, I, I don't know where it started, but I think you need to go and. Open I'll, I'll look into that. Yeah. yeah. 
Give that some <laughs> going back to going back to uh, McDonald's or like back when we all used to work together. Remember they used to do the chicken legend with the salsa? And it just disappeared. That, that yeah, was the best thing ever. Yeah, but COVID's got rid of the flipping breakfast wrap. That's like travesty. I was never a big yeah. fan of breakfast at McDonald's. Nah, not me. The breakfast wrap was me. the best one out of all of them. Only the hash browns are good, but nothing else. Like people hash like the McMuffins, don't they? I can't stand it. Yeah, but that's yeah, the thing. Nah. Like, don't have McMuffin. The wrap is like because the wrap's thin, isn't it? And then you get all the breakfast ingredients in the wrap, including the hash brown. It's banging. <laughs> but they got rid of it. Like, what the hell? I don't. They didn't even replace it. Well, they got the breakfast bun now, which is not the same. Have you tried the chicken Big Mac? Yeah, yeah, that's what we were talking about. That's how it came up last time. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think of it? Yeah, well, I was chicken sandwiches. Like, yeah, nah, yeah, I, I definitely gone back to chicken legend. Now. I've, I've tried it once. I'm, I'm done now. You've done it now. Yeah, go back yeah. to what you know when I place it. It's yeah. not great. It's not great. Um, but yeah, as always, then don't forget if you are listening. A lot of you are not subscribed. We're trying to get to 500. We said we're going to do a giveaway when we get there. So click the big red button. Help us grow as a channel. We ultimately aim to get to 1,000, and that's where we hope to push on properly as a channel. It unlocks a lot more features for us on YouTube. So would really appreciate any help. And don't forget to click the like button as well and get involved in the comments with anything you disagree with or agree with that we talk about. I'm sure there'll be a couple of things that you'll have your own opinions to wear, so we'd like to hear them. Uh, starting off then, obviously we've got two games to talk about. We've got the win up at Peterborough and the draw to Birmingham at home. Uh, we're not going to necessarily touch on them straight away. Bits might come up, but we're going to sort of talk about uh, Russell Martin and kind of like a review so far as we go into the last quarter of the season ahead of uh, another international break, which is quite a big one actually for Wales. Um, before maybe we look at Martin then, should we have a quick roundup? Do you think Wales going to do it? I'm gonna say yeah. I'll be positive. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not confident. I think. Um, I just think... Ancelotti say Bale was a doubt for Wales. I read something. Yeah, he wasn't in. It. He wasn't in the Real Madrid squad, was he over the weekend? Nah, that's dodgy. Um, I don't know. I just think like <clears throat> there's always a chance if we can get Bale on the pitch. If we can get Bale on the pitch and Ramsey on the pitch, there's always a chance we can beat. We could probably beat anybody on a day. I just think we are we just over reliant on those two being fit. I don't think he's done much lately, though, is he for Wales? Gotta be on the pitch, but he's not carried us since the Euros, I wouldn't say. No. We're relying on players like Dan James to step up there, no me, I think. I think uh, Ramsey scored his first goal for Rangers, didn't he, the other day? Yeah, and again, yeah. It hasn't been the best loan move, has it? He's been injury prone, hasn't he? That's the thing. Ah, same with Bale. And they're going to be gone yeah. off the international scene soon. So uh, what's next, isn't it? So it might be like best chance in a while, this. Oh, yeah. To get to a World yeah. Cup. This is why I'm a bit, a bit nervous. I think if they can do it this time, so it's our best chance ever, yeah. probably, isn't it, to get to, get to a World Cup. So who we got, in, we got, who got this time? Austria. Remind me. Austria. And if yeah, we win Austria. that, potentially Scotland, was it? I don't know what's yeah, happening because... I don't know what's happening with Ukraine, though. So I don't know what's happening with Scotland. Yeah, they, I, I didn't, I'm guessing they're not playing the game this week, are they? I, don't, I can't remember. Yeah, i got no idea. I don't I know think, how it's going to work. I think they are going to try and play it. They haven't said they've like cancelled it. I think they are going to try and play it. But, um, yeah, I don't th- I don't think it's going to be played this week because we'll yeah, we have the winner of Scotland and, uh, yeah. and Ukraine if we go through. Yeah, I mean... If it is Ukraine we'll, and we lose, we'll just say, you know, <laughs> the motivation or whatever. No, I'm joking. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I guess, I thought I saw that Russia and Ukraine couldn't play matches at the moment. So, I don't know whether yeah, they'll just, have to wait. Just having a look now, Scotland are playing a friendly against Poland. Because Poland was supposed to play Russia. Russia, wasn't it? Yeah. So but they um, refuse to play regardless of them being allowed or not. Yeah, so they've just they've Scotland and Poland. They're just going to play each other in a friendly. So is there like a deadline though? Obviously the. Uh, oh no idea. Yeah, it's got to be sorted, doesn't it? At some point. Yeah. Is it not this the end of this year the World Cup? In summer, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. No, oh, it's god, not. yeah, it is. When, when is it? Yeah, it's it's December, December, isn't it? It's in December, like, yeah, that's time, right, isn't it? Yeah, but, oh, yeah um, it is this year. Yeah. It feels weird because the Euros was last year, but obviously the Euros got delayed a year. Yeah. So um, 
obviously there's a deadline on when they can actually it's not like they've got another year until till the tournament to sort of sort that out because it's, it's obviously a semi-final as well so it's not like it's just one team affected like whoever wins out of our game can't play the next match until I don't really know what the best answer is either but I guess we'll find out sooner or later but um we know you to talk about Wales so let's go on to Russell Martin um overall then no, 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 like, uh, don't be emotional off the back of what might have happened in the last game. Um, but for the season so far, Sean, how how are you feeling about Russell Martin in charge of Swansea? Um, I've calmed, I've calmed down now after the weekend. <laughs> Looking at it, I think when he came in, I kind of was sorry for him because he didn't have a full preseason. It was last minute. As soon as he got in, we had a game on the Saturday. So he didn't have enough time with the players. Um, I think we had a little bit of a good spell about October, November. I think we had a couple of wins under our belts. Yeah. I think the whole thing with Patterson and I think that's messed things up. And since then, I don't think we've been the same. I think we're gradually getting worse. I just think you know, we have a lot of possession. We're not doing anything with it. We're just passing it along the back, side to side, backwards. It's not hurting teams. Teams have sussed us out and they can catch us for pace. There's a long ball over the top all the time teams are in. It's easy to play against us. And people say, you know, trust the process. Well, I haven't seen anything to suggest that we're improving so far. So I'm a bit worried in that respect. But I think in the summer, I think that's when you can probably judge him. So he'll have a chance to bring his own players in. Um, he'll have more time with them as well. So I think next season will be the time to judge him. I'm not going to say Martin out now. I'm a bit frustrated with him. I think Blackpool the other day, I think, what did, what did he say after the game? He, he said, said that it was a good Yeah, but passing around the back. And we, but he, know, did clarify, he, did, he did clarify in that interview, which the headline didn't catch. We did I did clarify, yeah. We, he right, said, like, that. he's happy with the performance in regards to the style of playing a possession-based football and playing up from the back and all that sort of stuff. And when you compare it against like some of the other away games, for example, Sheffield United and Stoke, it was a much better overall showing. But then he also said the attack was far from good enough for what he needs them to be doing. Mm. I, I'm not convinced on him yet, to be honest. I think, like I said, next season will be the time. I'm willing to give him a chance. But so far, it's hard to say. But it's not it's not looking good at the minute. Uh, Lee, what about you? Well, I don't know. I've had a bit of a turbulent relationship with with Martin all year. I think, <laughs> yeah, it has. It has been. It seems to. I was thinking about it the other day, and I was trying to think, and I'll ask you too as well. I was thinking, have we had a, have we had a bad season with a few good results, or has it been a good season? And I was thinking, I think it's been a bad season overall, because I think the poor performances well outweigh the good performances. You could probably count on one hand where we've been really good in games. You think like maybe. Cardiff at home and then the West Brom game that sort of time that Sean was yeah. talking about like October and then I don't know maybe Coventry away and Coventry home where we played really well Peterborough home I think we won 3-0 and outside of that I can't think of a time where we've put like a good 90 minute performance together No, I just, uh, our home form has been quite good to be fair I know I just think I'm just expecting and I'm not saying with like people saying Martin, we'll just we'll take that off the table completely because I'm nowhere near that. We'll take that away. But I am I am a bit worried because again I was thinking first of all the narrative was like oh we'll give him until December he'll be in then and then we'll see if we improve in the second half of the season. I think we said that we like oh we'll see if the results get better after the after Christmas. And I know we had all the cancellations and that kind of messed everything up, but. I definitely think and the Patterson thing we were. mentioned, yeah, I think. The and the Patterson huge, thing yeah. has had a big impact. But yeah. I think we've definitely gone in general, we've had a good we've had some good results and good performances. But in general, I think we've got worse. And that's a bit worrying because everyone says and now it's turned into right, let's give him next season, which I think is fair. Gotta yeah. give him next season. But realistically, what is gonna change between now and August? I know people say about like the transfer window. Then I was thinking, he's brought. We've had Perot come in this season, and everyone says how good he is. He scored all the goals. Obafemi is good. 
So I can't see him replacing those two unless one of them leaves. You've got Patterson, you've got Flynn Downs, and you've got Grimes. So unless, obviously, they get sold, they're not going to be replaced because that's, that's our starting lineup. Apart from maybe two or three in the back three, I, I don't see where we're going to change all that much. He hasn't got a, anyone else other than the first team, though, is he? Like, you can't bring anyone no, on to change a game. There's a huge lack of depth in that squad. Constantly playing yeah, the same starting 11 every match. And you're saying up against sussed out, but he can't change it because how can you change it? What do you do? You can't play anyone else, really. And maybe you're just putting the players in a different formation, but doesn't always change it as much as what you need to. And sometimes you just need fresh legs. And there's been days where we definitely have needed fresh legs and we just haven't got that option. Or he doesn't trust yeah. the options in this system. So yeah. I do think maybe yeah. you're brushing over a little bit of stuff. Like, I know you were very frustrated after January, so you have to maybe take that into consideration with how we haven't improved so much in the second half of the season. Yeah, I know um, we haven't got I know we haven't got strength and depth. That's def- that's definitely a factor. But yeah. Like the the start like the, the play like the play's not improving. I know we haven't got strength and depth and you can't change the game. But shouldn't we be seeing now like us getting better going into next season? Shouldn't we be starting to pick up now to take momentum into the next se- into yeah, next year? I agree with you and I got some bits to say on that with some stats um in regards to comparisons so maybe it's a good time to put them in uh, but what i'll say before that is i think that it's no i don't entirely agree with the fact that we're not getting better and we're getting worse i think it's quite up and down and i'll just take you back three or four weeks i think the win over west brom away and the home win against coventry we were definitely looking like we were getting better and even going as far as to say the first half against fulham and then the red card of Ryan Manning brought us crashing back down. And what I'm trying, I think my point is, we seem to be a team that takes a long time to build the confidence up over a couple of games, but it doesn't take much to send it back down for us to have to start again to try and get it back up, if, if you get me. So, like, you could tell by the first half of the Fulham game, they were comfortable, they were, they were actually playing all right, they were attacking decently maybe they weren't the most attacking against Fulham in the first half but I was top of the table so you can you can sort of say that's fair but as soon as something bad happens and they end up getting thumped as a result of it it's like all of a sudden they go to Blackpool and we look bad again it's like it takes yeah. a while but for them to get out of the system I know and... but isn't that a worrying like habit well that is that is a worrying yeah. thing I just thing don't think well. it's necessarily them getting bad I think that's a different issue where yeah. you're struggling to sort of like Leave what's that the, there and what's then the average age of the squad? We I haven't got that on me. We were looking at this the other uh, day. That's young. See, I know it's a young squad, and I don't it know. Confidence is going to be a major. That's why you need experience. We did have a look today, and I was surprised. Like Perot was only twenty-two, and I think twenty-two. Really? Yeah, I know. I just, it always yeah, shocks me when than someone Liam says. Oh my yeah, God, that's mental. I know he just doesn't seem that young, does he? No, and I think like Cabango's still really young, and. Downs is really young. I think the the squad is younger than I thought it was. So that is that is a factor as well. The thing is as well, what also makes me nervous for next season. Look at the bottom teams now, right? Derby on twenty one point deduction. If they had those twenty one points, they'd be around us. Reading, I think, had a points deduction. They'd be around nice, us. I think. So we would have been in and around that, maybe fighting for survival. I'm not saying we would have gone down. But with the pressure with that and the squad is so young, it yeah. could have been even worse. So that's what kind of makes me nervous. If we don't strengthen the summer, we have the same group of players, because you never know these Americans if they're going to back Martin or not. You just don't know. So that's yeah, that's one thing I'm thinking about in the summer. I'm, I'm dreading it. It's huge. It's either make or break, really, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it is tough. Okay, so I've got stats here, and it's actually... A little bit, it's like in order of like the youngest squad we've ever fielded to the oldest. Um, Russell Martin's squad is 23.7. Okay, so Steve Cooper in 1920, his first year, fielded a team in one match that had an average age of 23.2. The next three were uh, that was the second youngest Swans have ever fielded. Okay, the actual youngest was in 0304 under Brian Flynn with an average age of 22.9. Just, just put that out there. Okay, and then you got the one I just said about Steve Cooper. And then you've got three consecutive squads fielded by Graham Potter of 23.4, 23.5, and 
Um, then it's one by Roberto Martinez in a weight of nine. Then you've got <laughs> another two from Steve Cooper and then Russell Martin. So he's about like ninth, tenth um, with his squads. His youngest squad age, that is. Obviously, it depends who he plays. And I guess if Bennett's in the team, for example, it goes up a bit. Um, but yeah, the, you know, he's in the like, if, if this is a long historic list, he's near the top end in terms of younger squad age. Yes. But what you can say on the other side is Steve Cooper and Graham Potter had several of their first team squads higher up the list. So how much do yeah. you take that as a factor is what I'm saying? Because they were a lot of them would have been the same players as well, younger, or in Steve Cooper's um probably in Potter's Potter squads, they were all the players after they come out to the youth academy, so they were all fresh. And then under Steve Cooper, you just factor in the likes of Rian Brewster and a couple of the other loan sign-ins, which would have brought the average age down as well. Whereas maybe Andre Ayu and and so would have balanced it in the other direction. Um but it's interesting. I mean it is still pretty young. So I guess you get you get that tiny bit of credit there. But um, since we're cross-referencing, I'll talk about the stats I've got now then. So currently, it's 37 games, but I've taken after 36 games, courtesy of something I saw on Twitter from Vital Swan, so I'll give them a shout-out. But I looked into it just to sort of cross-check. I wanted to make sure that all the stats and facts were right before I talked about them, and they were all right. But um, after 36 games this season... We have got 47 points, okay? So we've had 13 wins, 8 draws, 15 losses, and we sit 16th in the league. We've got, like, some games in hand on some teams, but regardless. Now, comparing to Graham Potter and two Steve Cooper seasons since we've come down. So in 2018-2019, Graham Potter, after 36 games, we had 13 wins, 8 draws, 15 losses, and we sat on 47 points, and we were 15th in the league with a couple of games in hand. Now, I just found that very interesting because for me, the narrative around and the like atmosphere and the way people think about Russell Martin is quite negative in a way. You know, people are losing faith and trust in the process, as you said earlier. Um, Potter was pretty much in the same position in regards to points and how many, how how we were performing, I guess, in terms of Again, results. Maybe you think they were playing better. That's a different question. Um, and apparently this season's been really turbulent. We're not really performing, but we're in the same sort of place in the league. And now at the end of that season, I think after this point onwards, Graham Potter kind of went on a bit of a resurgence and had a really good run. And we kind of touched the outside of the playoffs a little bit and had an outside chance going into the end of the season. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen this season, but I'm just saying at this point then, it hadn't happened yet. And then we kind of pushed on and all of a sudden, everyone's gutted when he went in the summer because the second season would have been so much better because he's had a year to test this stuff to get everyone into the system. And now we were excited about what he could do in his second year. So arguably, you could say Russell Martin could could have that as well you know the second season could be so much better for the same reasons now comparing him to Steve Cooper in Cooper's first season after 36 games they were on 52 points which is only five more points uh 13 wins again but he made us harder to beat uh so he had 13 draws and 10 defeats and then he carried that on again in second season and it was a far better return 69 points but obviously we were at that stage third in the league and if you compare it back further, we were actually on a better points total by, I think, six points than when we went up um, under Brendan Rogers. So um, perhaps that shows how much we bottled it. But there we are. That's uh, another conversation again. But yeah, what do you make of, of these statistics? Because it doesn't show that Martin's doing that much worse than, or, or any worse than Potter, and that much worse than Cooper in his first season. And I would argue the players that both of those had at their disposal in those two years, probably on on the balance overall, they were better teams. Nothing to say, boys. No, I was going to say, I think on the <coughs> on the Porter thing, I'm surprised they were on the same points, but also I like you like you touched on, Porter did then. We really picked up after Christmas, and then well, sort of round about this time into the end of the year, like yeah. you said, and when he left, we were like. When we finished our season, 
I was we were so confident the next year we were going to be like pushing because we had just improved and improved and improved. We looked so sharp at the end of the year, like Dan James was on fire and McBurney, and they were scoring goals and they were playing unbelievable football. If you think like it was was it like January time that we should have beaten Man City, um, so it was like after right Christmas that we yeah. yeah that we just really like took off. I think like leading up to Christmas and November time we were struggling a bit. But this is what I'm saying. I'm not seeing that yet. Anyway, yet I will asterisk it. I'm not seeing that massive projection. So what I was saying earlier is I really want to see that push now going into next season for me to be confident that yeah. we are going to be better next season, which is yeah. exactly what we had in the Potter. Because we were so the end of that season was was class. We were playing some unbelievable football in the Potter. Um it was such a shame when he left at that time. They had a massive boost with the performance they put in against Man City and the FA Cup run they had. Which that could yeah. have been a factor where, you know, that as much as we lost that game, they played so well that, you know, must have had a good positive I will. Um, outcome. Yeah, I will. I'll also say as well, you might disagree with me on this, but I think that the championship this year is is quite poor. Oh, I mean, yeah, if you look 100% at. 100% agree. Yeah. Like, you look at the teams at the bottom, like, let's take Derby out because obviously they had the points deduction, but Peterborough and Barnsley and teams that they're awful. Red in are awful. You say um, this, Peterborough went got... to QPR the other day, so maybe we're not giving yeah, them as I... much credit as we should. No, be, I know, yeah. but even though, yeah, but even though teams in and around us in the middle of the table, like Blackpool are above us. It's the whole it's league, isn't it? Looped in the third. Teams. And don't forget as well, Barnsley, again, we're, we're, we're saying Barnsley are awful, but we were also in the playoffs with them last year. So if they've managed to go from playoff contender, where we actually knocked them out, to relegation, what stops us? Why are we entitled to not be the same? Well, exactly. We could have we could have yeah. a horrific season next year and be like it could have happened this year. I mean, a couple of results going the other way, and you said like without the points deductions, so we could be closer to that bottom three. Yeah. But um, no, what and the, just the point I'm making is like I think the season Porter's first season and Cooper's first season. I think the championship was really really competitive. I think now it's like. Not that it's poor, but you've got nobody's taken a foothold. You've got Fulham and Bournemouth are gone, mm. obviously with all the money they spent. But that like playoff picture, like Blackburn were third, pushing for promotion like weeks ago. Now it's, it's really like Luton, Huddersfield yeah, were there. It's just like nobody's quite good enough, I don't think, just to sort of stamp yeah. like a promotion chase. I think that middle pack from like say, maybe even third where Luton are, down to like where we are. I don't think anybody's necessarily I mean, as I mean, good as each other. Again, I've got, better the, each other. I've got the league up from the Potter season here <clears> from the 36 game mark for Swans. So we had two games in hand on a lot of the field. Um, from first, where Nor- Norwich are first to 78 points, you had Sheffield United, Leeds, and West Brom. West Brom had 67. And then in fifth place is Middlesbrough, and then on 58. So there's a bit of a gap there. Um, and obviously, yeah. at this time, Swans were on 47, so they were only 11 points off Middlesbrough. So it's not really too different in terms of points to to maybe where Middlesbrough actually are now. They're on 59. It's, it's pretty much a similar thing, but they're in seventh now. So I think a little bit, I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong, but a little bit, it's like, this is fresh in the memory. Potter's like, we look back on that as, First season we come down, there's a lot of good memories from that season. Did play some excited football. But um it's hard to, I think it's hard to get an accurate comparison when it comes to like stuff like the quality of the league. You know, you had people like West Brom Leeds, uh, Norwich last season who did put in a really good um season. But then Fulham and Bournemouth could be, you know, they're quite quite similar now. The squad Sheffield United have got is a Premier League squad. They'd only play and catch up a bit later on in the season. And West Brom should just be doing better, for example. They're the ones that came down last season. Um, in terms of the players, again, Premier League squad. Um, what I was trying to say is, like, Graham Potter's team was technically one of those teams the year we came down. We had half half a Premier League squad there, and he was trying to change the style of play. And it took him a while to do it. And it did come, come later on in the season when we had that resurgence. But I would argue we had far better players to implement that style. Um, whereas Potter's perhaps got a Potter, Martin's got a harder job of implementing a similar style because the group of players he's got is perhaps not as good on the whole. I know some of them are the same, but 
on the whole, there are players, you know, Leroy Fur, I know he got injured for the, the last part, but that's just, you know, he's a player that was a mainstay in our Premier League years, for example. You had Mike van der Hoorn at the back, um, just remembering off the top of my head. Now, there's probably a couple more there that I've missed out. Um, but yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of factors there that, um, Person Selena, someone that he signed, we I think we could really use someone like that now. That would be very helpful to solving our attacking uh, issues. I don't know what you think of that. Like, I think he's a, he's a sort of player that would do well at the moment. How's he doing at Ipswich now? Don't really pay attention, I'll be honest. But he did score a nice goal earlier this season, did he? No. no I think he was a bit hit the miss here, wasn't he? Selena. He scored that rocket yeah. against the was it in the FA Cup Gillingham, I think. Like twenty five yards. He's yeah. capable of doing that. I think we need someone like that. That's what I mean. I think he's capable of yeah. thriving in a system that he can just get on the ball and do what he wants. So if you gave him a role where he could do that, a bit like what Patterson does. So him and Patterson together behind the striker. Yeah. Yeah. If you but, take you Patterson know, up to that site, there's no creativity whatsoever. Exactly. So like who else is there? So someone like that in the squad. And it keeps Patterson perhaps on his toes a bit if he's underperforming. That comes down to the owners, end, doesn't it? If they're going to back him. <laughs> well, we'll, t- yeah. we'll talk about just Martin this time. Maybe we're saying he's yeah, not back I'm in thinking... and he needs more transfer windows. But um... yeah, I think I'm just I think I'm just having one of them days where it's just I'm just not feeling it today. Yeah, like, like I feel with Martin. Long right, so... I'm just trying to yeah. I think it's just up there. So it's yeah. I know it's just a different. Uh... Uh, I know, I, I, get, I get what you're saying as well. It does make sense. I'm just thinking, just going back to like the Potter thing again, like saying how good we were like towards the back end of the season. But we had some big results on the way as well. I remember we had leads really early on in the season. And I know it's not fair because Martin didn't have a pre-season. But we had leads, like I think it was like the second game of the season, midweek. I can't remember. I think it was too old, I think it was. Oh, yeah. I, was thinking, I was thinking, oh my God, like we're on to something here. It just seemed yeah, to be. I haven't seen that. This Did we go away and win one yeah. 0 Was that in Cooper's first year? It's Cooper, that was. That was Cooper. I was rugby yeah. scored last minute. Wasn't it? But I just remember there were there were just so many big results that we had. This, like yeah. I said, and I said this year, my assessment is that I think it's been a bad season overall, with a few good performances in there. That's what I think. I don't know if you two wanna. Like what you think of the season? The games I've been to, I can't come away saying we played well. I think we rolled our luck and the other sides are just as bad. Like Bristol City, for example, went 3-1. On paper, that looks really good. But the performance as a whole, the first half is terrible. Second half, I think we've just a bit better than Bristol City. I think they're poor as well. But like you said, the league is poor this year. And I think we have rolled our luck quite a bit. But we have got the results. But I remember Blackburn as well. How many sitters they must knock him? When we did have a man sent off. We did dig in, yeah. I just think there's a bit of fortune there as well. I'd I'd argue the league was poor last year though, and that's why we were up in third for much of it. I I I think this this could probably be wrong as well, but I think if um we had last season this year, I think we get promoted. I think. Well, Cooper's I think if we had a striker last, last year, year we get promoted. Yeah, to be honest, maybe. Um, yeah, I, know, I think like post COVID as well. I think has had a massive effect this season. Because that, like we said, like Bournemouth and Fulham are gone because of the money they've been able to spend. Yeah. And I think you just got everyone else who hasn't spent money. Uh, honest, and I think like, it's just a massive mix in there. You're saying about last season, we had 69 points at this time, yeah? So I'm looking at the table, Bournemouth on 36 games. They're on 69 points. We would have been joint second with them. Perhaps a straight yeah. fight for second place. But then we know what happened. We fell off and didn't get much at all from the this point onwards last year so yeah we um, massively fell off so whether yeah that would have happened now um again like i i, I don't i'm not saying that we're having the best season ever but i kind of set my expectations in line for what's happening so i'm finding it fine to deal with to be honest i know a lot of people are struggling but i'm i'm i fully expected a mid-table finish before the season we're in mid-table right now we're literally where I thought we were going to be. And I said we need to give him at least a year to implement what he wants, get him a couple of transfer windows, and then see what he can do. Because I don't think it's fair to ask for a complete overhaul of the system and then start saying after a couple of months it's not working. And if you look at some of the most successful teams who have gone up, they built stuff. 
over time. Not the ones that yo-yo, all the other ones that perhaps sneak in. You know, it, it takes a couple of years. Like Luton, obviously, they went back to their previous manager and they've grafted their way up now and in third. You know, it's a little, it takes a bit of time. You get a system that works. You work harder to get players to suit it. And now they're up in third. So Can you, imagine you look at Brentford. Brentford took ages. They, they built a massive, like, infrastructure and a, a way the club is run. And eventually it paid off for them. So if you, you've got to be patient with, with certain things. And we've asked for this style of football as a whole, as a fan base. I'm not saying everyone individually did. People wanted Cooper gone for whatever reasons. And we wanted something similar to what we got now. So we've got to let it sort of be built. And if you did yeah. get rid of Martin now, what are you going to do? Guess, get yeah. like, get I won't, like get, rid, I won't get rid of him now. No. Get like Allardyce oh, no, at the end of the season him. just to like... We're not going to go down anyway. I know you're saying it's because of deductions, whatever. If that is the case, that's the case. Maybe we got lucky in regards to that. So we're not actually fighting for relegation. So we may as well just try and see what works and what doesn't work for the rest of the season and then finish where we finish. I, Even if they, you know, they should be planning for the summer now, who they're going to get in. It sounds like from Martin's comments in his interviews that they are. Yeah, they probably know yeah. what positions they want to improve. He's come out quite a few times or made out like a, a few of them Swans players are like, they're not going to be here. They know they're not going to be here. And like, like there's an understanding that they haven't been good enough under him. Or there's a game or two where he's come out afterwards and said like, yeah, uh, these guys are going to be lucky to put on a shirt again. Um, so we just got to see what happens and see if he can put his money where his mouth is in a way yeah. and improve next season. Going back to the start, like Graham Potter and Steve Cooper, I think all three seasons, we had really good starts to the year and we were always in the playoff picture for the early part of the season. In the first two seasons, first Potter and and the uh, Cooper season, over Christmas period, we kind of lost our way a bit. And I think even under Potter, there were some quite dismal performances in that period where people were getting frustrated. You could say this season was, a, I would say, quite similar if you take away the first eight games of the season. So you bear in mind he didn't have a pre-season. Take off the first eight games, call that your pre-season because it wasn't very good. We didn't have, we had like one or two points from draws, I think. Um, and then we had some really good form and that was around the time where we had the Cardiff game, um, we had a couple of wins on the bounce. And then we, we went into a bit of a rut again before we had all the COVID and stuff around Christmas. So we will be interested to see if we can come out of it the other side now going after Easter. Um, and see if we can end the season quite positively. But then if you take all that into consideration, I think it's been quite similar. And the last thing I want to say on it, I know you two are saying at the moment you feel quite deflated with our form. But in the last six games, it's three wins, one draw and two losses. So on paper, it's not even that bad. It's papering on all the paper. cracks, aren't it? Maybe, maybe it is, but at the end of the day, that's where you get the points for. And then that's where you need to build on. So it doesn't matter how you get this. There's been other games, other times that we've lost that we shouldn't have lost. So the bottom line is we got the points for those games. Some of them, and I, mean, I don't think the West Brom game and the, the commentary game were necessarily bad performances. I think the West Brom away performance was really good. Um, and like and the commentary game as well. The second half was perhaps a bit poor, but I think we were getting a bit like confident then and making mistakes because of that. And even the first half of the Fulham game, as I said, I thought we looked like the team that was higher up the table for the first half until our red card. Um, so I've seen there the style can work when the players are fully in the right place. It can it can do well for us. But then the other extreme is when they're not or when they're tired a little bit or off the pace just a little bit, it can be also then really bad. So it's about how does he fix that problem for me? And that's what the big thing is. That I'm looking for, but I don't necessarily think the system's bad and it's not working. I've seen signs that it can go in the right direction. Yeah, it can, de- it can definitely work. Like I said, we've seen signs of it. We've had some good performances this year. <coughs> Sorry, but um, and I'm not saying get rid of him because de- I definitely want him there because yeah. what he's trying to do, he's do- trying to do the right thing, and I want to see that going into next year. But <coughs> it's just me being a bit uh, not overconfident, shall we say, because. Like I said, I just thought, give him like a season, he'll get going, we'll get better. And now I'm just getting a little bit twitchy because I'm thinking, if this sort of form, not if this sort of performance level carries on into 
beginning of the next season, then I think Just, yeah. there will be major questions then because he's pinned it on next year. He said he's been saying it all the time now. I can't wait to see us in a year. I can't wait to see us in a year. He has to perform next year now. If he's we'd say, up, for yeah. example, we lose the first three or four games next season, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tense. Yeah, just because I agree he's with made you. a rod for his own back, I think. But yeah. I will say, like, I, I'm not being like really negative because I think he can do it. I, like, I'm quite confident with the way he's trying to play football. But I am getting a bit twitchy because I want to. Like, we'll see after Easter now. Like we said, I just want to see. I want to see us getting better. I haven't seen that probably yet. Like fully, I haven't seen like right. We're improved now. It's all up and down, and yeah. We'll, but we'll but we'll see what happens after after the international break. And I think unfairly as well, it's a bad time to play Cardiff because if they beat us and they'll go above us, then the fan base will implode, which is probably wrongly. But that and if that we happen. beat them and get the first double over, he's bought himself another season. So See, yeah. that'll, that'll be typical Swans now to go and play well at Cardiff. Well, yeah. I mean, look, if he wants to make a statement about how this can work, then best time to do it. I think with yeah. me, after witnessing Saturday, I just felt so deflated coming up to there. I thought, what a waste of time watching that because there was literally nothing going on. It was really flat. We did look a bit leggy, but again, there's no depth in the squad. So that's not his fault, really. But like I said, it's just easy they to play. They struggle when there's three matches in a week. We've said this whole season. They can't do it. Yeah, Birmingham, yeah. They, they were poor side. If they had a striker, they could win 5 nil easy. There'd be no complaints. They miss some really good chances. We we're lucky to get a point in the end, but I don't know. I think Saturday just deflated me seeing that. I've never been so bored watching a game. Um, but hopefully, the only way's up from there because it can't get any worse. Probably didn't help Patterson getting injured in the warm up. No, that was a massive blow. That was yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it comes back to what we were saying earlier. There's not really anyone there that I know. We got Wolf there. He came in obviously from left wing back, but. It looks like he's been training for left wing back for the last month and a half. So it's tricky to just go and ask him now all of a sudden to go and create some chances, like in a different kind of fashion, um, which is what he was brought in for in the first place. But then, yeah, we had six subs as well as a result of that, didn't he? So say say we want to change a game in the second half. Um, and I, I guess we have kind of moved into talking about the games now, which is fine. But say we want to change the game in the second half. You've got Ben Hamer, Cam- Cameron Congreve, Joe Latabodia, Jay Felton, Ogbeta, and Kyle Joseph. Like, yeah, there's Play. a couple there. There's a couple there. You're like, yeah, Ogbeta, Joseph, they're young and they need some time. But if he plays Joseph a wing back half the time, whenever I've seen him, he's a striker. Uh, he just, again, it's because there's no one there. It's that like... Ogbeta, he looked lively when he came out on Saturday. I'll give him that. But it's not like, like, like a big player ability. there to be like, right, yeah, bring no. him on now. We need to change the game, you know. But no, no. like this, that, the other. It's just quite like, yeah, okay, kind of just need fresh legs, I guess. Yeah, we do need a bench, definitely. We yeah. Need a bench. Nothing. But I think on. I was thinking our starting lineup is probably not far off. What he wants might probably two of the back three, maybe either side of Norton might be different. But uh, he brought his goalkeeper in. If he can get Christie to stay. Um, he's brought Ogbeta in, so he'll ease him into the squad. Um, yeah, but I don't know if Ogbeta is going to be his first choice. Like, if he has the option of bringing in another left wing back, that's a little bit more. I don't know. He's had more experience. I think he will. We need two, don't yeah, we? I think he will. A right man in in his head is a centre back, yeah, so we've only got one. Yeah. So Ogbeta might not be the. He, he might be like the second choice. He's young in he as well, so like so he might be first choice probably. if he does well. But if the opportunity to come in, come bring someone in in the summer that's like going to do that job to a T. It might be another left back that comes in. I think there's a couple of positions you got. I'm not sure Ben Cabango is asserted of his place next season. Uh, Finley Boone has played against Birmingham. That's another one. So there's two centre-backs, as you said. Uh, Manning maybe sees him there, but I don't necessarily think. I think uh, Ryan Bennett would be well. Yeah, Bennett would be on. I think Manning is a bit of a loose cannon. So, yeah. His passing is not good enough for me as well. Um, Grimes and going. Downs obviously will stay, but Downs has been sniffed by Leeds. Corey Smith, I think he's, he's missed a versatile, so I, can't, I don't think he's first team for like when the project's complete. Uh, and again, up in the tack, and Cham brought him in in a free transfer to get some depth now. But if someone comes in, 
more creative and Cham's not going to be starting for me. And yeah, you've got like Perot and, and Oberfemi perhaps to fight for the striker role. But then if in some games he wants to play them both, is Kyle Joseph the third choice? Is that good enough? Or does he need someone else just as on the same level as those two so he can rotate them? I think it's quite yeah. a few players that he needs to get in to like make it work. And then Patterson, again, like he's been off the boil, I think, recently again, hasn't he? Like he was yeah, uh, he, before, he hasn't before been, January. Hasn't been the same, has he? Yeah. And what if he goes yeah. in the summer? Because, I mean, I'm sure something will come back up about that. Yeah, but this is it. This is what I mean. You can't you can't always I, this, is, this is probably just the mood I'm in again so don't uh, tag me as too negative but like this happens it's going to be turnover again in the in the summer I'd be surprised if we keep everyone Downs Pro worry, yeah. and I'd be surprised if they're all there at the start of the season so and we're not going to have no club has got tons of money to bring players in maybe he wants different types of players which I get but then you're asking players to play a really hard play like style of play like i know um we've done it in the past but the game has moved on quite a bit where you're asking these players to do more and i'm not sure not sure there's many players in the market that can uh, that can play this level of football at I that level this, i don't know if the formation is the best for what he's trying to do when he's playing three at the back yeah i, I don't really I, the two like i the two behind one up front i'm not really sure what what he actually wants to do there um, this is going to be something we were going to come on to as well. Like, you've got Perot and Obafemi. Do you need to start one of them? Well, I, we asked this last time, know. and then they were both went and scored against Peterborough, didn't they? And it was like <laughs> made me look a bit silly. But I, I, yeah, okay, they both scored. But then, is it the best way of getting the best out of both of them? I don't know if it is. I, I'm not convinced because I think if you have them both in. Well, we haven't got any creativity in the side to give them the service. Yeah, no, no one to give them the service and no one to come on off a bench and change yeah. the game either. And no one to keep them on their toes. So, like, if one of them stops performing, then, well, Kyle Joseph's then, got four in yeah. the youth team the other day. Does he get a proper chance up front? Because I don't know how good he is. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I haven't seen enough to say, yeah, he could be summoned in the future or, like, no, he's just not going to make it. Um, yeah. I think we need more width. And... He tries to provide it with the wing backs, but ultimately the way that we defend, it just leaves us exposed. So I'd much rather go back to a traditional back four, playing the passing football. If we're going to go down this route and this style like we, we were successful with in the past, go back to the back four, have the width through traditional wingers, and have one striker in the middle. We're definitely missing wingers. Like pace, yeah. just genuine well, pace. In that there's team. no pace is there. No, there's no one to like run up there and attack people. Hans Wolf did problem. it a couple of times when he first got signed when he was put in that, but I haven't seen much of that since he's moved to a more wing back position, which is a shame. That's definitely a problem. It just gives you another option. Like you said, when teams camp in and just let us pass the ball around, you need something different. Um, you need someone who can run at players and take them on, especially in the wide areas, get across in. Pros in there, Obafemi's in there. Um, yes. Yeah, that's definitely something that we're missing that he that he might do going forward. But I just yeah, going back, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if he is going to get the players that he wants, all of them. So can he next year? Can he still say like, oh, well, you I know, I still haven't got the players that I need. Yeah, but he won't. You won't get him in the next transfer window. But that's why I said it's going to take to get like the completed project. It will take a couple. You just want to see progression. So like. Yeah, maybe that's, next yeah, that's all I'm asking wouldn't for. be a yeah. playoff fight, but if it's top oh, half, I did... then that's that's no. the right direction, isn't it? So, and that's probably a good debate to have. Like, what are our expectations for next season with with the way that we are? And I I don't expect us to really be in. It's going to be a slow rebuild, isn't it? I think we all know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Plus, it's dangerous perhaps to even go up too fast to this point, because then oh, imagine yeah. you went up with this squad, which I know people <laughs> were saying this last year, Whip like noise. we would have to buy quite a few players really, or we'd. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean it'd be it'd be tricky. Like, yeah, I think Cooper would. People said Cooper would have got eaten alive in the prem. I think his style of play last year would have done better than what we're doing now because it's defensive, and when you built upon defense, you can always nick a one nil win. But when we're trying to outplay teams and we're going to go up to Man City oh. and try and pass them off the park, <laughs> like <laughs> that would, you know, it's going to be tough. Like, I think Graham Potter's passing game was far more. 
like ex- a little bit more exciting. But then he had he more exciting players. Yeah, James players. Anything went to him. And like he had the four at the back, yeah. So he had wingers. And, no, did he have? Did I don't think Dan James was part? I think he came under Cooper. No, was Potter. It? No, Dan no, James was part. Yeah. Potter. Potter, he came through under him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lying. Was it when we went to Birmingham that he made like his debut when he was crap? <laughs> yeah, that was the start, right to the beginning of Potter season. He was a bit lightweight, yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't he? Okay. He got battered, didn't he? A bit. But second then, half the season, when he came into second half the season, yeah, yeah. yeah. fire then, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but he had the pace, he had the excitement like mm-hmm. that. But we haven't got anyone like like a Dan yeah. James. I don't even think anyone like a McBurney. I know the two strikers are scoring, but there's no one like with that sort of fire in them. Um, I, yeah. I don't know much about this youngster. What's his name? Con Konyev, is it? Or something? Concreve. And yeah, yeah he's meant him. to be quite good and exciting for the future, but he's just made his debut, hasn't he? But and I, I think part of why Potter perhaps it came good at the end of the season as well. A lot of these players he brought in from the academy had played with each other for so long. It was just now our first team level. So they yeah. just had to, they knew how to play with each other. They just had to adapt to the highest standard yeah. of league. And when they did in the second half of the season, it was already clicked. There was already a bond there. There were already like a lot of camaraderie there. Um, and you knew, you know, the, the McBurney, uh, Dan James, Connor Roberts, Rodon kind of little click they had going. You know, everyone was gutted to see that get broken up when McBurney and James moved on, and then eventually rode on, and eventually Connor Roberts. But um, <laughs> oh, if we, we had don't have anything like, like that now, do we? We don't have we anything like ab- that. We're absolutely crying out for a defender like Rodon now, though, and like I don't know why we don't put a cheeky long bed in for him the summer. He's not going to game a Spurs. I think he'd come back in, no problem. Wages probably. He's probably on like a stupid amount now. It didn't, I don't know why they didn't do that when they sold him because they had no inten- no real intention of playing him, did they? So they should have bought him and loaned him back to us. Didn't make any sense. But I will say, like, everyone keeps, this is going off topic a bit, but everyone keeps moaning, like, oh, why is he not playing? Why is he not playing? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, why is he not playing for Spurs? Like, I don't think he was good enough to play at that level yet because he, he left us. No, no. And then, but then you've got three managers who come into Spurs. You've had, like, Mourinho was there when he went. Then Nuno was there. Now Conte's there, and all three of them haven't really played him. So they, they must not. There must be something missing that they not. They don't want. I think he could get to that level, no doubt, because he's class. But I think if he went to someone like, just say Brighton, because Potter's there. If he went there for a season, I think he would be. I think he would be really good, and then he could push on. But I don't think he's ready yet. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's just Roberts a, to Burnley, yeah. isn't he? You can't really get much yeah. game time. We went off a bit topic there, but yeah. I'd love to have someone like that. We need someone like that at the back, I think. Look, Bernie's not doing that too good since he left either, is he? So And and Brewster's like quiet. Grass isn't green either. It's, it's always the same. I mean, probably some of the exceptions are Gallagher and Gee. Gee. Yeah. They're in England caps now, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Made in Swansea, just saying. <laughs> yeah. That Hull game has made that Gee like he's going to be class because of that whole game. They're like, the stick he got after that and what he had to go through, he, he wasn't good enough. And That was his debut, wasn't it, for us? Yeah, it? and it was yeah. horrible for him. And everyone yeah. was like, oh my God, what is this guy? And now he's got an England cap. Oh, now he's going to get an England cap. So, look, you know, thank us later. Maybe send us someone else as a gift, you know. Maybe we'll have like Tom Mario or something when he comes back from Italy on loan. <laughs> Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, there's a few players out there, I think. Oh, Tammy Abrams. Get another... Is he on loan or is he gone? He's gone. I think he's yeah. on loan, isn't he? Oh, he's gone, is he? I gone, isn't he? I'm sure he has. I don't oh, know. I'm not sure. Um, I might be wrong. Yeah. Either. Birmingham, then. That's just that. Was there any major chances to talk about? <sighs> God. Um, well, then, well, Lords of Birmingham. Sitter, was there? <laughs> Sean. Swans, yeah. Admin, taking the mick out of that. They had a couple of opportunities from uh, some corners. I don't know how they missed. Well, they're quite a few shots. I looked at like first half stats and they didn't have much, but sixteen shots in it. If, if I was a in. if I was a Birmingham fan, I'd be fuming that we didn't win it. They had that many chances, clear cut chances. They had a striker, a decent yeah. striker. We'd have lost that easy. Funny thing though, I noticed we were all about like our bench and and signings and all this stuff and every, and the board gets stick. Yeah, they got stick when they didn't sign Ryan Woods. You can't even get in Birmingham's team. 
Yeah, he fell off a cliff, didn't he? Next big thing, wasn't he? <laughs> Apparently. That's what yeah, I'm saying. And now he's sitting he on the bench just... at Birmingham. Um, so funny how like yeah. he was going to suit Potter's passing football style so well. But we'll never know. Was it Potter? Was it? I think it was Potter. I think he was pushing for that Woods, wasn't he? He ended up going to Stoke, yeah. wasn't it? Or was it Cooper? No, it was Potter. No, I think it was Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Potter, um, but then he went to Stoke, and now he's at Birmingham under Lee Boyer. He was playing for Millwall for a bit as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he went there with um, Rowett, didn't he? From Stoke. Yeah. But yeah, interesting one that. But yeah, um, I think Hans will have had a couple of opportunities, or at least he could play the ball into the box. But it's just one. I think, he had, I think he had one chance. He went through, but he kind of dragged it across the goal. Yeah, so that's, that's all I can enough. remember from him. Not great from his Swans. Not really much to talk about, but there's more to talk about in the Peterborough away game, where I think it's fair to say first half performance. You and John actually Lee were really happy with the first half performance. I know you're really deflated today. But you were there half time, no. especially after we scored, saying that we actually battered them in the first half, and it took a, it should have taken us a lot sooner to score the first goal. Um, and now that we've gone in one 0 up, we're going to go and knock a couple more past them because they were that bad. Yeah, I thought it was so frustrating because, like, like I know Blackpool did it to a certain extent, but never seen anything like that with Peterborough. They literally were back from minute one, and Fisher was able to walk up to nearly halfway without being. <laughs> like contested i've never seen anything like it um but then i th- just think we needed to get that goal we desperately needed our first goal and i thought when that first goal went in and they worked it well and they scored i thought ah oh, here we go we're ticking now it, yeah and then i just i don't know what happened then i know martin was tamping with it wasn't he that somehow we fell off a cliff and we were two and down I, after all that first half i how are we two and down i i just yeah so we had 17 shots to five in that game, and we won it 3 2. It's like the classic FIFA, isn't it? Where like you can't score, and the other team comes yeah. down and scores in their first attack. But, um, yeah, like, I mean, I guess what you can say is if we should never have gone behind in that game, yeah, very annoying that we did so. And poor defending, or like we gave the ball away in the corner for one of them, didn't we? And it was a bit of an ugly, scruffy goal where it kind of hit someone's knee, yeah. yeah. I think Northern slipped in here when you had to clear it. We're unlucky, but the fact that we gave it away in the first place, we shouldn't have been in that situation. I think someone mentioned how, like, yeah, but come on, the pitch was a fact and the pitch was awful. I was like, yeah, okay, granted it was, I agree. But I think the important thing here is when we go 1-0 up, if the pitch is that bad, then we change our game to defend the 1-0. We don't keep trying to play on it and, and end up making mistakes. That, that's what I think anyway. If the pitch is that much of a factor where... If we had lost the game, the pitch was going to be used as an excuse. When you go ahead, you take that excuse away and you stop playing on it. At least in your own half, not not around our box. Like if it's so bad where a pass can easily go astray or bobble up and and something could happen, then all right. When you're in our like third of the pitch, you just get rid of it because the pitch is not working. We can't play passive football on this. It's too much risk where we're going to lose the ball in a dangerous position. So we play higher up the pitch. We'll try our game up there where it's less risk, but down here is too much risk. That's what I think. That's how they should have managed it. But um, So I don't think that should be an excuse after going 1-0 up. But I will say credit where credit due. Going 2-1 down, I think a lot of people expected us to fold, and we managed to come back and get a win. And that, that, could, that you know that is a good thing to see, because Peterborough obviously are fighting for their lives down the bottom. So when they're in that position, you'd expect them to, like, fight for their lives to keep it and their form has not been awful they got a draw against stoke and they've just beaten qpr as well on the weekend so um maybe we need to like take take a bit more context and say okay we did okay really to win in the end but we made it hard for ourselves oh yeah definitely made it hard for ourselves imagine we lost that game yeah well there would have been riots wouldn't there but um this is what worries me though. So this again, it's like there's another another trait that we have that we tend to just there could be times in games where we just absolutely implode. Like it's happened so many times this season. Like yeah, like Peterborough was one there where we just like we did do well to come back into the game to turn it around, to be fair, yeah. in that game. Um, <coughs> was that just of how poor time. they are or how good we were? Well, I just said, like they just beat QPR. I don't they come up from a league one, it's always a tough, tough league to stay in your first time. 
It is tough to stay up here if it's time. But you, you get it. We've always had... We always struggle against teams from the bottom. We did in the Premier League. Especially playing this style of football. Teams that sit back and, and do a low block. We, we have always struggled against that, that style of football. That's why we got yeah. so many big results against the likes of Arsenal. Because they don't play that way. Or didn't play that way. And that suited us more. Yeah. It's a, yeah. No, it is fair because that's just gonna it's gonna happen now for years. If we're gonna play this football, that's all's gonna happen is teams are gonna come come to us, or even when we go away, they're just gonna sit in. But then it's fair enough if we if we get and they always say if you can get our first goal, they've got to come out, and then that's when we can pick them off. Yeah. yeah. It seems like we go one nil up, and then teams come at us, and we just seem to look a bit lost. Then like yeah. we can see one, we can see two, and it's like, oh my god, what's going on? And sometimes we haven't been able to turn it around. And I think yeah, that's, that but that's probably shows the highs and the lows of this system and where yeah. it can work and where it can be horribly bad. Yeah. It'd be entertaining anyway. <laughs> it won't be dull. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we scored in more goals than we did last year, we? So, yeah. And that's what everyone was moaning about. Oh, we can't keep yeah. grinding at 1 0 one nils and 0 nils. And it's... well, then we've got well, three teams like, still not happy. Apart from Saturday, it was nil-nil and it was a bit boring. I don't think we've had many like boring games, have we? No, no. It's been, it's been a, our games have been really high scoring, haven't they? We should never know yeah. what we're going to get there. No. no. So yeah, look, it's it's turbulent. I made a you know one of the thumbnails we did a couple of weeks ago was all of Swans players riding a roller coaster. That is what it's been this season, and I think it might carry on for the rest of the year. We've obviously got a big game coming up now after the international break which unfortunately the other team has had an extra extra couple of days to prepare for because they had a cancellation um let's hope it doesn't work in their favor but russell martin will have a chance to make history and perhaps win over some of his doubters or buy himself a little bit more credit if you like we'll probably do an episode next week i think on Obviously, Swansea versus Cardiff, and the fact you can't watch it anywhere. Um, maybe, Lee, I guess you tried to get tickets today. Maybe that's something we can touch on before we end. I, um, I did manage to get them in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Or so the I system will, like this, or people complaining? No, it's carnage. It's just like I did. I think it crashed, and in the morning, and then. But what they did was they had like, you know, like you look at the event. And it says, like, I don't know, Swans versus Cardiff. And you just click on it and click how many tickets you want. But they separated it out into about 20 different events. So it was, like, adult ticket, senior ticket, child ticket. And then it was, like, different seating because Cardiff have got, like, the safe standing thing in the away end. So then they had another block of, like, different events. And then I think it was only when the Swans tweeted saying there's only the, like, safe standing left that you had to go and find, like, the adult safe standing bit, and there was tickets there. So it's like that, would, but it just didn't need to be that complicated. So, what tickets have you got? <coughs> I'm in the like the safe standing thing, or whatever it is, like the rail standing. How many tickets is there per person that season ticket? One. Oh, yeah, it was only one. And if you had so many points as well for the, I think there's so many points allocated for different games. Yeah. <coughs> I yeah, don't know how many. No chance. I don't know how many they've given to us though. We got like two thousand or something. I'm not sure. I got, I got, I got a feeling they might release more. I can't go anyway because I can't get yeah. off work. But um, but for that you're gonna have to be out inside, uh, scoopily get some good footage and and pictures and hopefully have a good day after. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll do the double. Maybe you can get some photos of the scran. That's the trendy thing at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, the scran, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Legoland scran. There we are. Hashtag. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about Cardiff game next week. Obviously, international break, so maybe we can have a look at what Wales are doing, and then have a look at the derby and get a bit uh, worked up for it before what probably ultimately is going to be disappointment. As I mean, no team's ever done a, re- a double, so I guess the pro- the Bucky's probability is going to be on that being a repeat because it will be the first time if it happens. But I know one day, I'm sure. One of us will be celebrating. Let's it's hope. Gonna ha- it's going to happen. Trust the process. Let's hope that, that is. <laughs> Look, maybe, maybe the fact that everyone's so down about the style of play and the season, this could be what 
But like I said, be typical swans are going put on a performance now and do the double. It could be the turning point. Yeah. It could be could like be. Yeah. the start of yeah, something could, magical. By the time we do the next video, or the one after the Cardiff video, Leo you know, we could have done the Martin double. In. Russell Martin <laughs> He'll be wearing Russell Martin on his T-shirt. <laughs> well, I will be if he does the double anyway. <laughs> we'll all be here with Russell Martin masks, like, just, 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 yeah, celebrating. Um, but yeah, I think that's been just over an hour, so we'll call it a day year, unless you've got anything else to add. Anything else to say, Sean, about the season, but Martin... No, I think give him a chance next season. I think I'm not Martin out at the minute. So I think uh, Sam has make or break. See who he brings in if he's backed and uh, we'll see how he starts. Oh, you do want to bring in another keeper, so I'm sure we'll be all right. Um, <laughs> another one. <laughs> now, to be fair, to be fair, I'll give context because I know some, some people were getting annoyed at that. Hamer's out of contract, isn't he? And Bender apparently is happy with first-team football and doesn't want to go back to being on the bench. So we will need another keeper in that case. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So I don't think so it's a first-team just... keeper. I think it's like someone for the bench that's happy to be there because Hamer going to sign a new contract, is he, after he's been dropped? I think he's done yeah. all right, Hamer. Yeah, yeah, has, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to be on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see what happens. My, um, my little summary was just that. I'm not Martin out either. Not, no, 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 any no, other. Look at them all backtracking. But I think guys. Like, he needs no, a not backtracking. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> not what I'm saying is, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't done anything to make me uh, overly confident about next season yet. Yeah. Give it to Alan Curtis to the end of the season, is it? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> MBE. That no? That's always the plan. Oh yeah, MBE. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, boys. Thanks, Sean, for coming. Um, thanks, don't forget, everyone. If you are still here at this point, thank you. And subscribe to the channel. Really appreciate it. it helps us grow. We're trying to hit 500. We'll do a giveaway when we get there. So help us get there. And you'll be in with a chance of probably winning maybe like next season Swans get if we get there in time. So um, hopefully if we get it at the right time, it will be like on lunch day or something. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. Let us know in the comments what you thought about everything we said. Give us your little mini how Russell Martin is doing review. And we shall see you in the next video. Thanks for watching and have a good one. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.